Community Voice, podcast episode number 20. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Community Voice Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today, we're going to be talking to Richard Emblem, a longtime GSPN.TV community member, and I'm very much looking forward to having him on Skype today. It's been a couple weeks since I've released an episode of the Community Voice Podcast, but uh, I'll try to explain why in just a moment. So, Richard, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Cliff. Thanks very much. Very good. And you? I've never been better. It gets better every day. And, of course, there's always things that, you know, could be said. The You know, life brings its, you know, I guess the peaks and valleys. But over overall, I'm a blessed man. So I'm, I'm very happy. So you'd say I'm better than I deserve. Yeah. I, well, actually, I think Dave Ramsey would say that. But I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I, rec- I recognize. I thought you'd recognize the reference. Absolutely. So, for those of us who are, or not those of us, but for those who are listening who do not know who Richard Emblem is, can you just give us just a brief uh, rundown of uh, just a little bit about yourself? Uh, I am uh, sixty-three. I was born and lived uh, all of my life in Surrey, England, about twenty miles south of London. Uh, I have three daughters and five grandchildren, aged between uh, 19 years old and two months. Um, my first wife died of brain cancer in 1994, and 10 years later to the day, I married Francis, who also has three daughters. So between us, we've got uh, a lot of girls, a lot of girls. Um, I uh, am retired. I used to work for, well, I worked for about 30, 33 years in the city of London as a, uh, a manager in uh, Rothschilds, a famous merchant bank, we call them, investment banks, you call them. Uh, most of my career as a lending bank, ar- arranging large-scale commercial and international loans, um, and also um, uh, in the gold and silver business, uh, bullion. Um, and latterly, I worked on IT projects. And uh, so when I retired, I continued my interest in IT and have done voluntary charitable work for the Citizens Advice Bureau. I was their um, IT administrator for a, a number of years and uh, I uh, act as uh, secretary of my church. Um, what more do you want to know? Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for now. Just kidding. No, that's, <laughs> that's great. Um, well, so, okay, this, let, let's, ta- let's start out with, uh, so you're retired these days. What does an average day or an average week look like for you? Um, well, it, it's anything I want it to be, basically. I mean, people say when you're retired, you know, you find that uh, you haven't got, um, um, you know, how do you fill your day and, and, and so forth. And I always remember people coming, uh, retired people coming into work and saying, oh, I don't know, I've, I've never been so busy. I can't imagine how I found time to go to work. Um, I don't think I find that, um, but I, I enjoy uh, reading and watching television and listening to lots of podcasts, even some from uh, some strange chap in Kentucky uh, who used to be in insurance. Uh, don't know if you know him. I've, I think I've heard of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and uh, I do a lot of walking, um, trying to pursue a balanced life, walking, walking, walking every day. Not 10,000 steps like some people, but uh, 7,000 a day is my target. And uh, I've not only missed one day in the last year and a year and a half, year and a bit. So uh, that's uh, that's what fills my day. And obviously time with children and with family and uh, that's about it, really. Well, that sounds like a wonderful way to spend your time. Uh, that's, that's exciting stuff. So all those years of working hard, I guess, paid off then. Yeah, I paid off. And the, and the fact is that uh, for 33 years, they paid me a salary. And for the last 10 years, they've paid me a pension. So for 40, 43 years, every single month, without fail, uh, there's been money arriving in my bank account. And uh, that's a good thing. Well, that is a true blessing. And <laughs> If only everyone out there could be so blessed. <laughs> Indeed. But anyway, uh, let, let me ask you a couple of questions related to podcasting. When, when did you first hear about podcasting or how did you find out about podcasting? Um, I got an MP3 player. I decided that uh, I wasn't going to be drawn into the um, iPod. Um, I wanted to get something that uh, gave me more freedom than, than that that restricted me to. So... Uh, I got an MP3 player and I started uh, looking around on the internet, finding out uh, what was what to download. And then I discovered, well, I'd heard of podcasts. Uh, I'd heard of this um, Catholic priest in, uh, from the Netherlands who uh, had done recordings of um, the time of the, uh, the uh, death of the Pope and the election of the new one. So I searched those out and uh, subscribed to Father Roderick. And uh, uh, lo and behold, one of his early Catholic Insider or Daily Breakfast, he, he mentioned uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, who did a podcast about Lost. So I thought, oh, watch Lost, go and try that chap. And uh, that's what brought me to your uh, network. Wow. And that was, gosh, that was back in 2006, I believe. Early 2006. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, we're, you know, what most people may not be aware of is that you and I have really, through email mostly, have interacted uh, on a very uh, consistent basis over the course of the years. You've been a wonderful source of encouragement to me and inspiration to me personally as, uh, you know, I, I often share a lot of things, a lot of thoughts and, and desires and goals and dreams that I have for myself. And one of the things that I, I really value in our friendship is the fact that occasionally I'll get a very respect, respectful uh, email that might say something, and I'm completely paraphrasing, but something along the lines of, hey, Cliff, uh, remember a couple months back you had mentioned you know, that you would like to do this, this, and this. How's that going? You know, in just a very friendly way. And, and those kind of things have really caused me to... to practice what I preach or to at least, uh, uh, you know, pursue goals that I set for myself. And I've really valued that in our, fr in mm. our friendship. I, 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 I can remember one particular one because you keep on referring to May the 1st. And May the 1st was when I sent you uh, the one that I think pushed you over the edge in terms of uh, getting fit and, and losing weight and everything else. And now you've, you know, going to have to spend money on buying new trousers, aren't you? Yeah, you're, I, I've got to get a whole new wardrobe because of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that was the culmination of it. And, and, and I think that, that finally that was the, I guess, what did they say? The, the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, yeah. The, you know, yeah. you had been piling straw on that camel for quite some time, though. And, and I just, again, I just 
want to say to the community out there, if you've been encouraged by pursuing a balanced life and and by, you know, the fact that I've lost 36 pounds and, and since May 1st, and, and if you've been inspired in any way, uh, a, a good deal of that inspiration is is also, I believe, in part, uh, a response, it, or Richard's responsible for a great deal of that. And so I appreciate and value him. And anybody out there that has anything nice to say about me doing that for you guys, then, then also thank Richard as well. The thing is, you mentioned I, I correspond by, by email, and I think that's probably worth um, just uh, mentioning briefly, which is that I feel much happier with, with emails than uh, with uh, voice feedback or indeed what we're doing at the moment. Uh, uh, I think that um, I can you know, consider what I'm going to say and write it and rewrite it and then send it, um, and it doesn't come sort of off, off the top of the head. And probably the same sort of reason... I don't, uh, excuse me, phone going. Sure. You can answer um, that if you want and I can pause this. No, it's all right. Okay. My wife's, my wife's home and she's answering it, so not a problem. Um, yeah, I've lost my track. Where was I? Oh, yes, emails. Yes, I use emails and I tend not to, I try out everything that comes on the internet, um, whether it's um, social media of one sort and another. Um, and then I try it for a bit, and inevitably, after a short while, I I, fig- I drop it. And I, I just don't really... I like your social media serenity podcast, but um, all of the social media, the you know, Twitters and, and everything else, and, and Facebooks and so forth, I, I get into them, have a go, um, try them out, and then decide that it's not really for me. And uh, I've still got my MySpace and Bebo and everything else but i just 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 don't see a great deal of value in them as far as i'm concerned so uh, that's where i differ from you yeah absolutely and and i completely um respect that as well and and i know that you have shared that with me on on several occasions and first of all thank you very much for allowing us to do this interview i and when it comes to emails and and voicemails i'm just happy to interact with our community i know back in the early days uh, doing the weekly loss podcast, I used to make a huge deal. It's like, oh, I wish people would just send us voicemails instead of all these emails. But you know, looking back at that, one of the things was is that we were getting, you know, if I were to print out the email, it was like three or four pages worth of a theory that people wanted to communicate to me rather than than uh, calling in their thoughts or what have you. And it's like, oh my gosh, and I'm the type of person who I prefer email. Uh, for communication purposes, uh, unless a, a phone call is required, uh, most of the time. But the the thing is, is that it's like, oh man, I'm I'm the type of person I want to read every word that anybody ever takes the time to invest in sending it to me. So I want to read everything, and then I feel, you know, I, I don't feel obligated, but I feel de- a strong desire to respond to everything that ever comes to me via email. So. Well, well, that, that, you're brilliant at that, and that, that's uh, something I think that, that has helped build the community is that, that you do respond to people both uh, on the chat, in the community chat, the water cooler, or, 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 or emails that, you know, it doesn't matter if it's only uh, a high thanks or, or um, a longer response, but people, you know, who get a response from you, whereas, um, which you, you can't expect broadcasters to do that sort of thing um although perhaps some of them should mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean i think i would think i would think it would do wonders for their career and their and their brand 
if if broadcasters, even somebody who is nationally syndicated, if they would even respond to a hundred emails a week, you know, which sounds like a lot, but I I respond to approximately thirty five to forty a day, so I know it could be done, and and it really does a lot to to help establish a relationship with a community of people. But anyway, um, let me let's go on. So so you found out about us through Father Roderick, which is excellent. And I would like to just ask you, what are some of your favorite shows that we're producing here at gspn.tv? Because I know that you listen to several of them. And I think this, since this is a show where perhaps there are listeners who are probably only subscribed to maybe one or two of our podcasts, maybe your thoughts on some of the other shows that we're producing would be a, a good introduction to those shows. Well, I mean, I, I listen to uh, almost all of, well, all, all of your shows. I mean, sometimes I, I miss an episode or two of the ones that I'm not that keen on. Um, and where you're covering, I don't know, television shows that are only appearing in the States, for example, I, I, you know, I would listen to the first couple of minutes and then, and then delete it. But being a Plus member, one of the great advantages is that, you know, I get everything. Everything comes my way. And uh, if I don't want to listen to it, I don't have to. If I want to listen to it later, I can... Uh, keep it uh, and, until a, you know, a time uh, appears. But uh, the ones that I, I particularly uh, enjoy most are probably Lost When It's On, um, the um, Pursuing a Balanced Life, uh, although I still think of it as my crazy life, um, <laughs> <laughs> because your life is still pretty crazy, isn't it, in many it's, ways? It sure is. Um, I love um, about the church. I got into that when you first started, I think, and particularly uh, the early series of uh, why I hate the church, which intrigued me as to what, why, what you were going to be saying, and that was very interesting. And I've stayed with that uh, since. And I really, I think DG is a uh, an excellent co-host for that, and and the two of you spark off each other very well. Um, and it's good that you know you both accept that you're different to each other, and that there are any number of different valid uh, viewpoints within the Christian community. Um, your almost daily devotional uh, is is always uh, encouraging and, and interesting. Family from the heart, interesting to hear you and Stephanie um, relating to one another and the uh, um, the humor and the and the fun that comes out of that. And similarly with um, uh, Sarah and Stephanie on um, full-time mum. I mean, why would anyone who's not a mother want to listen to something called the full-time mom? But it, it's just entertaining and, and amusing and interesting. Um, and Stephanie's own unplugged uh, podcasts are, 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 are fascinating as well. Those are the ones that sort of immediately came to mind. Um, Podcast Answer Man, I occasionally listen to. Um, what else? I can't remember. What else have you? What else? What else have you done? What have I missed? <laughs> well, there, there, if you head over to, if anybody's listening, head over to gspn.tv/shows. There's a list of all 21. But that, 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 that about, I mean, sums it up. I think is is some of the highlights of our network. Um, one of the things that you mentioned is Stephanie Unplugged, and that is one of our. That is one of the very few shows that has that is all plus member only. And I, I just want to say that. That I I enjoy Stephanie Unplugged because this week she released an episode or she recorded an episode last week and she shared some things in it and I had no idea that she was you know thinking about you know issues she has a she had a, a young sister when she was little who had died at at a very early age she it was an infant infant death situation 
and um, I had no clue that my wife the other day was planning to go and take flowers to the cemetery and and just just something that is like wow how did I not know that she was thinking through that and and dealing with you know those thoughts and stuff for her it would have been her sister's um, 30th birthday that day and, and yeah, the, I, heard, I heard that broadcast, and it was really good. And it was, and you know, she she often says, "Does anyone find this interesting? Well, why, you know, why am I why am I talking to you guys?" And and the answer is, it's always interesting, and uh, you know, it, there's something that encourages you to feel the same way about uh, situations in your own life from something that she said. Right. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, let's let's do a little bit more about Richard, because I know that you said, you know, as does everyone, when I ask them to come on to the community voice, they always say, you know, well, I don't have anything interesting. I'm not that interesting of a person, but that's just not true because people are listening. I mean, first of all, I put it out on Twitter and immediately people have kind of came into the live chat room. So those who are available immediately wanted to hear what you had to say. So with, mm. with that, um, you've already told us quite a bit in your introduction, which is wonderful. I'd love to just ask some, maybe some surface questions here. Uh, I know that you do some volunteer work for your church. Uh, yep. Do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, your, uh, you know, what kind of church that you go to? I know that it, it, it's definitely different than my uh, brand of branch of Christianity or here in the United States that I've always grown up with. Yeah, I mean, I um, I was brought up and um, uh, in the Roman Catholic Church, and I stayed uh, all of my life in the in the Catholic Church, and I never felt any need to go anywhere else, and I continued to uh, be an active um, member. Um, and at about age what mid late thirties, I suppose. Um, my wife started getting interested in what was uh, called the charismatic renewal, which is uh, basically Pentecostalism within the Catholic context. And uh, um, she and I went to a family camp and all these wonderful, crazy Pentecostals were leaping around and praising God and raising their hands and joyful worship and so forth. And and that really, really uh, uh, caught my imagination. And I... Uh, renewed my faith in a in a in a very powerful way and became active in the leadership of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal in in this country, um, and uh, you know I continued then to move across the denominations because it seemed to me that uh, if Pentecostals could uh, cause deeper conversion within within Catholics, um, then you know anything's possible and so i worked with the uh, full gospel businessmen's fellowship for many years which was uh, doing evangelistic work through uh, dinners and talks and uh, that sort of thing um and i've continued to move across the denominations freely um for the last whatever it is 20 years um and in fact um i'm currently a member of um a, an, what would be what you might call an Anglo-Catholic uh, church, which is uh, Anglican, so it's not part of the Roman Catholic Church. But it, uh, if you came along to one of our services, it would be just the same sort of thing as you'd expect to see at a, at a Roman Catholic church. Uh, so that's where I am, um, actively involved in all sorts of aspects of the church. But uh, that's uh, that's where I am. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think do I don't I have a uh, postcard of 
the churches that you are affiliated with now. Oh, that's right. Yes, St. Lawrence and St. And All Saints, uh, St. Lawrence Effingham and All Saints Little Bookham. Yeah, yeah. And there is a website which I could give you the address of, but it's totally unpronounceable. It's a bit like that uh, uh, that uh, devotional that we rather like. Um, pray hyphen as hyphen you hyphen go hyphen and all oh. that sort of thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I guess a Google search on St. Lawrence Effingham would probably uh, dig something up. Um, and I see uh, Tess in the uh, chat room uh, saying, ooh, Anglo-Catholic, very high church. And the answer is, uh, yes, funnily enough, it's probably higher church than the Roman Catholic churches uh, that I used to go to, uh, which people would walk into and say, my goodness, this is like a Baptist church. Where, where are all the statues and where are the stained glass windows and all that sort of thing? Uh, so, you know, you can't really always judge a church by uh, its um, churchmanship. Uh, sometimes the higher churches are very much freer than, than you might expect, and sometimes the Pentecostal or Baptist or evangelical churches are very... Uh, rigid uh, in uh, uh, in either their behavior or their doctrine or, you know, you've got to wear a suit or whatever it might be. Yes. What what amazes me is is how how many different faiths are repu- repre- represented in the gspn.tv community. And also the, there are some that absolutely do not share any uh, affiliation to the Christian faith at all. But how we are all involved in this wonderful community in, in relationship of just encouraging, encouraging and inspiring one another. And, uh, it, it's just, it's a huge value. And I thank you for being a part of that as well. Well, it's, it's great to be part of it. And I think it's, it's also great to be able to, to hear uh, people like yourself and DG talking about, uh, faith and saying, look, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, uh, God is willing to accept um, people from uh, all sorts of backgrounds and all sorts of situations. You don't have to be uh, uh, con- conforming to a, a, a model that uh, that some of the churches think you have to. I mean, there's room for uh, there's room for everybody. Absolutely. I, I belong to I belong to a group called. Uh, uh, the inclusive church, uh, and basically that's saying that uh, anyone should be here, not not just uh, um, not just men, not just women, not just uh, heterosexuals, not just one thing or another thing, but everybody. And that's 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 God's heart, I think, as as uh, DG would probably put it, the heart of God. Right. Right. So we already know what uh, you, we already know that you're retired and, and uh, that you were in the financial industry um, and stuff like that. What are you doing as I mean? And you also said you do some volunteer work, but what kind of things are you doing as a hobby these days? I mean, what what kind of I mean? You said reading, and we'll we'll talk about. Actually, let's talk about that. Uh, what kind of books are you reading? I, and I know that you read a lot because you're always sending me articles and wonderful things for uh, content for our shows here. So what kind of books are you reading these days? Uh, oh, goodness. Um, I, I, I'm not reading as much as I used to. Um, the, the, the book that I remember m- most having the biggest impact recently was um, the one that you and I have talked about and you've talked about, which is The Shack, which I think is absolutely brilliant because to me that, that pro- produces a picture of of God, which is far more realistic, far more interesting than the sort of thing that comes out of the churches. Um, and not just the fact that God is 
female, maybe. Right. But, uh, you know, God is far more loving and uh, far more caring and far more interesting than, uh, um, than uh, a lot of Christians have, have or other, other religions have, have made him out to be. Yes. Um, I, what else am I reading? I don't know. I, it, um, I read a very good book um, not so long ago called um, The Three Faces of Christ by uh, Trevor Dennis. I don't know whether it's available in the States, but um, he produced this book, this guy produced this book with um, a whole range of, of portraits of about 17 or 18 short chapters. Um, and uh, written some years ago and and rather like the shack you know he says at the beginning of the introduction as far as i remember um you know let's not always refer to god as he and him god let let god sometimes be she and her and you know then we might lose our fear and keeping her at arm's length and and learn to enjoy her company rather than than just being fearful of of god and judgment and all the sort of things that you and dg were talking about the other week you know um Another, um, I mean, like I like biographies and autobiographies, um, various people. One um, guy that I've read and and listened to again and again and again is uh, I don't know if you ever heard him in the states, but um, uh, a broadcaster called Alistair Cook, who yes. died about uh, yeah about died about five or ten years ago or something like that in, in his nineties, and you know he was always interesting talking about he, he wrote a letter from America. And uh, that was always, always interesting. And I, I, you know, I just, I, I read all sorts of things. I read lots of newspapers and magazines and that sort of thing. That, um, is that enough? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and and as, so, as far as a hobby, what, what kind of activities do you enjoy doing? I know you spend a lot of time, uh, you know, with family and things. But if you're alone and you'd want to do something just for pure enjoyment, what kind of things do you do? I listen to GSPN TV podcasts, of course. What else? <laughs> and do a lot of walking. What, what? <laughs> and do a lot of walking, yes. I, I, uh, I do a lot of walking yeah, every day. Every day, lots of walking. Someone's no. at the front door and my wife's answering it there. Gotcha. Now, when you are out walking, are, do, you have, do you usually walk the same streets over and over again? Um, um, yeah, oh, very often, um, just out of the front door and, and round the round the streets. And uh, if you want to uh, look at uh, at uh, Google Earth or uh, or Bing or whatever, just put in uh, uh, KT twenty two nine NN, and then you can see exactly where I walk. Excellent. We'll have to do that. <laughs> All right. So, so Richard, let me ask you this question: important community question here. Are you a Mac or a PC? Uh, I am a PC, but um, I had um, a Mac when they very first came out, uh, which was when? 20 years ago? I can't think. Uh, your, your colleague Chris Biting would know, but uh, yeah, when they first came out, I had a Mac and uh, it was absolutely wonderful. And then gradually um, it became apparent that there were very few well there weren't some a lot of the programs that were available um in the shops uh, were not available for the mac you know you had to have a pc so after a while uh went over to a over to a pc but i mean my my computer goes back my computer days go back long before uh, macs or pcs i had a, a commodore 64 with a 
you know, everything on a on a on a cassette tape and that sort of thing. Do you remember those I, before I, your time, probably? Actually, no. Uh, my first computer preceded your computer. <laughs> ah. My very first computer. I was eight years old, uh, and it was a Commodore VIC twenty. <laughs> I've yeah. been a, I've been a com- computer geek since I was a child, and and uh, I was also I also had the cassette drive backing things up, and uh, I learned how at eight years old I learned how to program in BASIC, uh, creating my own chess games. Oh goodness, yeah, uh, it was yeah. crazy. But anyway, uh, let's see. So your first computer was Commodore sixty four, and um, I, I guess. When you got into computing, what what did you do with your computer, what, your Commodore sixty four? Because though, back in the day, the, those things didn't do a whole lot. But what kind of things were you using your computer for back then? God, I can't remember. Far too long ago. I can't remember what I was doing last week, let alone twenty years ago. So let me ask you this: Did you ever get in? <laughs> did you ever get into video games on these computers? No, no, no. I've never been into games at all. I mean, listening to you, and and even more so, Father Roderick talking about. Uh, computer games it's it's a, a complete non-world as far as i'm concerned absolutely yeah. no interest whatsoever now i i hardly ever play games these days I, now father roderick he talks about games all the time but no i yeah i i and of course i sometimes in a pursuit of a balanced life i'm thinking you know is this something that i should pursue maybe not video games per se but a little bit more recreation in my life uh, and and I there used to be days when I would play some some games on the PC like uh, we had this game called Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is where uh, very very great simulation of running an amusement park with roller coasters and Ferris wheels and merry go rounds, and you had to keep your cr- the you had to keep your entire crowd happy at all times and make sure your bathrooms were clean and i mean it was, <laughs> it set you were set you had to set the price of admission and you had marketing plans where you would have special coupons that you would run and i mean a very very realistic simulation of of actually managing a, an amusement park which is a, used to play sounds like Sounds like an absolutely ideal preparation for uh, for someone who uh, perhaps wants to perhaps leave a career in insurance and take up their own business doing podcasting or something like that, maybe. So per- perhaps all those countless number of hours were all in preparation for these days in my life. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Now, I'd, I'd, now I, I, another game that I played was uh, Age of Empires, which was all about uh, real-time strategy of how to conquer other people. So I don't know if that's going to play into anything down the road, but... That, well, there hasn't there hasn't been any uh, major world megalomaniac since um, Hitler <laughs> and Stalin, have there? Well, we we won't go there. <laughs> All right. So I, I I think that that pretty much uh, covers a lot of it. I mean, you you shared a lot, and I I very much want to just say how much I appreciate your friendship and look forward to continuing to interact with you and, and as far as I'm concerned interact in any way you feel most appropriate but I I really want to say thank you for doing something as uncomfortable as coming on and being uh, uh, interviewed on this podcast it's it's been a blessing well, it's, it's been it's been far less painful than I thought it was going to be so uh, you've made it very easy thanks very much Cliff no problem and you have a wonderful day have you done your walk already today uh, I have um, and uh, how, how many steps have I done I get my Get my uh, pedometer out. Uh, no, I haven't done enough. I've got to do some more. All right. <laughs> you, you, that's because you took a break and went to uh, had yourself a pub lunch today. Well, I had a phone call. I had a phone call at uh, five past twelve from a friend saying, uh, "Where are you?" And I said, "What do you mean, where am I? I'm at home." He said, "Well, you're supposed to be meeting me at the pub for a drink and lunch." 
Oh, so I dashed off there and did that. Excellent. I said, I, I gotta, I've got to leave, got to leave, I've got to, got to speak to some guy in Kentucky. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Richard, and we'll talk to you very soon. Okay, bye for now. All right, bye-bye. All right, everybody. Well, that's another episode of the Community Voice Podcast. Uh, wonderful conversation with Richard, somebody who has been an amazing friend, and I look forward to continuing to interact with him on a regular basis. And I know that he doesn't use social networking very much, but if you wanted to follow him on Twitter, he does have an account that I've seen him post from time to time on twitter.com slash R emblem. That's R E M B. It's R E M as in Mary, B L E M as in Mary. So Remblem or Richard Emblem. So it's R Emblem is what it is. Anyway, folks, um, if he's also very active in the live shows from time to time, you'll see him signed into the chat room, and I see him uh, all the time, just about with the about the church podcast. And um, yeah, just encourage you to get to know some other folks if you haven't done this already. Why not head over to gspn.tv slash forum? If you do that, which, by the way, as I'm recording this, I'm doing right now, there's a section of the forum that I would I would strongly encourage you to check out. Uh, right, I think it's the second line down if you're registered. It says Introductions and Social Network conduct, uh, Connections. And if you click that link, you will see uh, a great number of people who have actually gone in and posted their introductions, who they are, a little bit about them. And if you haven't done yours yet, uh, if you're not registered for the for, for the forum, just head over to gspn.tv slash forum and click register. You'll learn how to do that. And if you haven't, if you are a registered member and you haven't introduced yourself, go ahead and do that. Go into the introductions and social network connections and make sure you say hello. And uh, we just want to say welcome to... Uh, looks like we have Jen, who just recently went in and introduced herself from Cleveland, Ohio. We have, uh, it looks like Storebridge U- in the UK. We have Katrina, who just recently introduced herself. And uh, there's just tons and tons of other wonderful people from the community. And, of course, I mentioned that uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've done a community voice interview. And I know this one's going out right away. But I do have several... I have several community voice episodes that I've recorded and have yet to had the opportunity to um, edit them. So Christy Ewers is in the um, shoot to go out. We have Eric Fisher and we also have Hannah V from the UK. And I'll eventually get those out to you as well. Thank you very much for subscribing to the Community Voice Podcast. We very much uh, value you being a part of the community and would love to hear from you sometime soon. You can always email us feedback at gspn.tv and you could always leave feedback for any of our shows via the voicemail feedback hotline at area code 859-795-4067 again that's 859-795-4067 until next time everyone thanks for listening and join the community